now. Welcome to Scotch and Splenda there, guys. <laughs> Podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like binging your top episodes of your favorite show for simple, basic comfort. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, our top five episodes, and it's going to be Nick's in particular. Here on Scotch and Splenda, we are talking we about anything and everything The Office, Everything and anything, anything and everything, the office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I am Nick. And uh, we are, again, we're talking about top five. We're starting our string of top five episodes for each of your beloved hosts. We're starting with Nicholas Morellas today. It's your boy. It's your boy. And we're going to be taking you through a series of episodes here where we uh, knock through our top fives. First and foremost, guys, we got to give you that quick reminder. Make sure you are leaving us a five-star review. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can write us a review so you can tell us how much you love us or why you wrote a one-star review. And uh, you can also leave us a fan theory inside of that, too. We also got to tell you guys, make sure you check us out on social media, at Scotch Splenda. No ampersand, no and, just Scotch Splenda, at Scotch Splenda. Make sure you're checking us out on TikTok, Instagram, anywhere you guys are looking for uh, prime primo office content, because BJ's slinging it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get fired up on Twitter again. I you do. Let that one go. You do. It's all right. We'll yeah. get there, babe. We'll Did get Elon there. get our uh, our check for our check? I'll 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 give him yeah. a ring later this afternoon. Okay, see tremendous. Guys, last but not least, make sure you leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail just by simply calling in and uh, give us your fan theory, and we'll play you here on the show. What is that number, Nick? 319-359-7977. You got it. Last week we had an excellent voicemail from Michael Hall. That we was had a, one of our favorites we've ever gotten. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you, if you guys want to be just as cool as Michael is, you can give us a shout and uh, give us a theory or tell tell us how much you hate one of us. Um, I am not <laughs> stepping down yet at this point. So <laughs> I will not resign. I will not resign. Hours. You have twenty. Always leave an ultimatum. That's the problem. Michael didn't leave an ultimatum. Yeah. See. So. Um, well, we do have a soft theory. Uh, Nick, this is your top five episode that we're going to be, uh, jumping through. So BJ and I, uh, at one point while you were away, we discussed something, uh, a theory that certainly piqued our interest. And that is BJ, you, you, you explain this. So it started as a, a what if, and it kind of molded into the theory into a true theory as the evidence was overwhelming. Okay. So is uh, Philip actually the Senator's son and not Dwight's is the theory. Yeah. I think and, that's the best way to and word what, it. And what we discussed was that, um, you know, there was one fraternity test that 
said that Dwight was not the father, right? When they yeah. go to the hospital and they're there. And, um, and then really it's just Angela saying, you are the father, you know, at the end when, uh, when Dwight chooses to be with her and she wants to be with him. Yeah. And then I have questions and then follow up questions that are never answered is what, what happened to the Senator? Like he, just because he, he came out as, as gay doesn't mean he wouldn't want to be a father figure in his son's life. It's not, you know, like, and just cause him and Angela split up doesn't mean he wouldn't be part of his son's life. And, and you know, it's like, does he just accept, does he demand a paternity test? Does he, you know, where, what happens? So yeah. the theory is that Philip is actually the senators. Okay. Let me, uh, let me weigh in here, please. So failed paternity test. I always took that as, uh, Dwight grabbed the diaper to take in, um, to have tested, mm. but it was, uh, uh, Philip's diaper. That the other Philip, Philip Halpert, Philip, oh. because Jim talks about needing to change Philip at one point. I see. So I took that as he grabbed the wrong diaper and took Philip Halpert's diaper in to be tested. And was this inconclusive then? And that's why that's why he was told that he was not the father. I see. But they don't define though whether like because wouldn't they have said something about it being like Jim? Yeah. Though? Well, no, they wouldn't have told him, like, hey, it's this other guy. I see. All I they see. do with a paternity test is compare the DNA of one sample versus another. Whether you are or you are not. Yeah. I see. Okay. Okay, fair. So I took that to be that Dwight just grabbed the wrong diaper because there were multiple babies in the office that day. That With shitty diapers. That a lot will, of sense. That will check out. Um, that could check out. Could check out. Like, Secondly, uh... Senator, kind of a piece of shit. Uh, I don't. I don't know if he'd want to be that involved in his kid's life. I wonder if maybe him and his uh, his aide Wesley Silver maybe like moved. Mm. Uh, maybe no, they... because he he didn't resign from being senator. I mean, he's still the senator of that district. Well, he's no, but move. Okay, well that's fair. Well, then maybe he just didn't want to be involved, or maybe he only gets him on weekends. Something like that. Or he that. only wanted to be the the dad, the the good dad for the cameras. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's he's it's all about that side of it, maybe. Because yep. you I, I would agree with you that I don't think he's a very good person. Yeah. I don't know if he's a terrible person that he would just like divorce his wife and just say, I'm never gonna see you or my son again. But yeah. if Angela went to him and was like, Hey, you're you're not the dad. Like yeah. I was I was pregnant with, you know, him before we even you know, whatever this then would be could, a shock to him yeah it would be a shock but i think maybe you're right maybe he would just say okay yeah because like, what's he what's he gonna do at that point if he's like if he's like okay well like what's he gonna say well i can't believe that you were unfaithful in our relationship uh, yeah <laughs> yeah he, yeah he doesn't have a leg Stone, to stand stones and glass he? houses yeah, no, yeah. Um, i think i think dwight is their kid you think so uh or I think that Philip is Dwight and Angela's kid. Um, supporting evidence for me mainly is uh, the fact that a Angela says it is, and b uh, everybody is shocked at the monstrous size of the baby when they but the come. The senators in. Are tall, like we kind of discussed that too. Yeah. I mean, their builds are pretty similar. Their yeah. builds are extremely similar. Like Dwight's they got both a have huge fucking noggin, though. So does the senator. Look at the senator's head. He, they both have very similar. If if you if you describe them in a blind like lineup, you'd say yeah. uh, they're tall, 
The guy has a big forehead. Yeah. Uh, their noses are about the same. Okay. Very similar striking fe- features. S- small eyes, almost almost beady eyes. Yeah. Uh, like, that's it. I, I mean, still think it's Dwight's kid. That's my that's my my guess. This is your, I apologize this is your to vote. whomever I'm disappointing. I my vote I'm going to say is that it's Dwight's child. Okay. So I I'm also think like, Angela is. I'm sorry. I got to say this. Also, BJ. I'm sorry. I got to jump in. I also believe that Angela is a pathological liar. That's fair, but I don't think to that extent. Oh, 100 percent to that. Case ca- <laughs> case in point for me <laughs> is that. If she wanted to be with Dwight, but the kid was actually the senator's, Angela is the type of person you don't think she would have gone after him for child support if he's a wealthy individual. Not no, because she's proud. She can because she can just go back to Dwight, who's also a wealthy individual. I still and I think she's too proud because even before she admitted that it wasn't the senator, she was living in a tent or shopping for tents at one point, getting evicted. She wasn't getting any money from him. Right. And that was before Dwight. So I think she was too proud to take money from him. She doesn't want help from anybody, mm-hmm. you know? And she finally succumbed to being helped by Oscar. But at that time, I don't, I also don't know that like she would have been in a point in their divorce process where she would have been receiving funds already. Mm-hmm. That was pretty early in that process. I would, I would say that I've got a unique perspective on that situation. <laughs> And that it takes longer than you think it does for that to get resolved. Fair. <laughs> I am not going to let. I, I, I don't okay. know what to say to you. <laughs> I don't... Look, I am not allowing Look, that right. to impede to sit here on say, my you're the expert on divorce. Fine. You're no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> if you want, if that's what you want. If that's what you want. You I'm can. just trying to say she you guys' supporting evidence there was like, well, she wasn't getting any money from him at that point. I don't think she would have been. I think yeah, that but that's a much longer process than you to think. the bank accounts, right? Not necessarily. Not? No, not if they're not if they've separated the bank accounts. All right. Lined out argument here is I think it's Dwight's kid. You think it's Dwight's kid. Line in the sand. I think it's Dwight's kid. There it is. BJ. Who doesn't think it's Dwight's kid? Which one are you two? Um before we started talking, I would have said no. I think it's the senators. Yeah. And I'm going to, I am now going to actually vote yes, it is Dwight's kid because Nick's argument with the diaper. I think he's right. I think, I think they grabbed uh, that little, little baby Halpert's diaper. It's and... never, it's never explicitly said, but like they kind of go out of their way to talk about how like he needs a diaper change at one point too. And so I just assume yep. that Dwight grabbed the wrong diaper. That's that's what I've always believed in all of my watching through of The Office. That was the first thing that I assumed was that Dwight grabbed Halpert's diaper. I believe that Dwight and the senator have similar enough builds and features. They have they do talk about a diaper change. They I I do believe that Angela is a pathological liar. I believe she will go out of her way. I do believe that she, in the end, loves Dwight. Yep. I do believe that. I've always believed that throughout the entire time, even though when they were not, even when they were not together. I, I think that Philip is the senator's son. Wow. So, but I suppose 
Doesn't matter. If you guys, if you guys vote the opposite way, it yep. has been stamped that Philip, that Dwight, is the father. I think it's just too <laughs> it's too depressing for me to accept that Dwight would not be the dad. Even if it was 50-50 for me, I guess just, I, I don't know, I'll just default to Dwight because it's a better story. Ending. Always err on the side of love. Yeah. And I'm honestly, AJ, I mean, I did not see that argument coming because I would have, I was, I was coming into this voting senator's kid, hundred mm. percent. I see. But I'm thinking about that episode and they go way out of their way to make a point of saying that they needed to change, um, the, the diaper. And I think it's Cece, isn't it? It's not. Oh, I don't, I, which whomever it is. Yeah. And it's, it's probably Cece's diaper, but it's, yeah. it, they go out of their way to say like, we got to change to whatever, you yeah. know? So, okay. I think that was the writers. That was their way of of mixing it in. Yep. Okay. All right then. Um, Great score. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Consider me shocked. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, I don't think we should delay at all, unless uh, except for the fact of saying, guys, you can get your own fan theories in here. Tell us if if you agree, if you disagree. With that being stamped into the Scotch and Splenda ethos. That might be one of the more controversial ones, I bet. I think so. Um, send us your thoughts on the controversy, and by all means, please give us a call and uh, leave us a voicemail. Top five for Nick Morella. Hey, yeah. We're here. That's me. Let's do I just do dive it. right in? I feel like we have to just dive right in. What well, you yep. can And you can, t- by all means, take us through your thought process on this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let us know how you reach these verdicts. So uh, number five for me, we'll just start right in, is uh, Night Out. So that is uh, the one where Michael and Dwight decide to head up to New York and party with Ryan. And everybody else decides to stay late to get some uh, data entry and stuff done so that they don't have to be there on Saturday. Mm, Okay. So any questions on that stuff before we proceed? I don't have any questions on it. How could you pick the episode that has the biggest cringe in Dunder history? It's terrible, but it's then also followed by one of the funnier moments in that season, which is the super obvious stunt double for Paul Lieberstein flying up and over that fence with like a partial balding bald cap on. I think I'm. I think I'm just going to jump the fence and uh, walk (laughs) around. I'm just going to hop the fence and jog home. Jog home. God. Uh, that a, is a great episode. I mean, there's a there's a lot in that episode. Yeah. I honestly, it's anytime you get out of the office a little bit, I think it makes the episode a little better, even if Agreed. it's not the whole you know the whole team. Sure. Not the whole team. So, I mean, that's you. We've talked about like Dwight being you know womanizer and being best with women. That episode's a prime example of that. Right? Yes. Yeah, because he with the lady basketball players. Yep, because he ends up with all the uh, the lady basketball players fawning over him, and he is uh, completely clueless to that fact. Basically, until oblivious. yeah, until the fact that they start making out, and then Michael sends the really awful photo of it to everyone. Oh yeah, I do love yeah. that moment where they're all sitting around there in the entrance, and they get that, and you just hear like the ah oh, oh, the, coll- oh, the, the collective like, rings or, and vibrations. Yeah. And, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> everybody's upset by it. God. Have you? Uh, so I assume you guys have both seen the super fan edition of it. Yeah, for night out. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's one joke that I made me laugh out loud while rewatching that one. And it's when they get back to his apartment, uh, Brian's apartment. And Michael's like, Ryan, do you have, I guess, do you have like a t-shirt or something? I normally sleep in the nude. Um, and Ryan's like, yeah, over there in the dresser, there's t-shirts, there's sweatpants. There's, there's, there's any, in fact, in the closet, there's an extra coat. I keep it really cold in here. I recommend you bundle up. And (laughs) he was so scared of, of waking up next to a naked Michael. Yeah. That he that he's telling him to bundle he just, up. He's like, <laughs> anyway. he's like, here's the twelve articles of clothing that I would recommend that you put on, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, I'm gonna take your pants off. No, 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 no. no. I do. Yeah, it is. It's fun to see. Uh, uh, yeah, it's fun to see Michael and Dwight up there trying to hang out with Ryan and his buddy. What's his What's his friend's name again? Tr- uh, Troy. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's fun to watch Michael and Dwight hanging out with them out in a club. Um, Ryan, obviously high on cocaine. Yeah. Um, very entertaining watch. You, uh, It's like their third time you've gone to the bathroom. Are you okay? Maybe you have a bladder infection. Yeah, maybe. I'll order you cranberry juice. With vodka, you're the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you get, in, the, in the extended one, you get so much more Troy, too, yeah. which is great. He's uh, like he... <laughs> like they do like a little cut kind of I guess you would almost call it like a talking head with him but it's he's standing in an alleyway oh, and yeah. he's just like I'm not his dad I'm his friend and yeah. friends like to have fun with their friends and friends will help their friends party and friends will sell stuff to to help them party harder and then he kind of stops looks at the camera and then he turns and runs that's <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a good little thing and then and then there's more of Dwight just hammering him trying to find out if he has magic, how many people? Yeah. He's like, just tell me how many people live in your shire. How many people? I won't live tell. In your shire. You can trust me. You can <laughs> like, there's just so much more Troy in that extended one, which is, and it's all good stuff. You Them just, trying to just sort of like skirt the like, okay, we all. It's sort of the unspoken like, okay, we all know Dwight's gonna fuck this up, right? Like Dwight's gonna say something about Troy's height, right? Like so, they're all just kind of like, he's like, you remind me of a Tolkien character. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a real banking wizard. Troy does the little like cheers with his glass. And he's like, no, not a wizard, a hobbit, a hobbit. And it's like, oh, my <laughs> fuck, Dwight, come on, bro, be cool, be cool, nerd. Like, I love, I love uh, Ryan when they're moving from one club to another, and he spikes his glass on the ground and shatters oh it. Yeah, Michael's oh. like, dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> have you ever been in a bar somewhere with a guy who's done that? No, no, I have, and he got booed out. Like, yeah, I'm sure he did. Don't. Don't do that. No, <laughs> never, <laughs> never that do guy. that. Do you want to go to a place where we can meet older women? I would like we. I would like to go to a place where we can meet older girls. It's like, <laughs> all right, let's right go. On. I'll hook it up. I'll hook it up. <laughs> it's off. It's not the guy I know. It's not the guy I know. It's off. It's off. Like, it's <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am getting out there, mom. I have asked. Yeah, them let's to talk dance. about this. Michael calls his mom at the at the club. It's got to be late. Yeah, like oh, crazy sure. late. I mean, so you think about this. Uh, Michael left. He left around closing time, right? For the office, yeah. so got to five o'clock, three, four thirty, four three four. They they left a little early. They I left think. a little early. Call it call it four yeah. o'clock. Call it four. Two o'clock. hours to get there, so they're there by six. Got to uh, yeah. deal with some downtown New York traffic. Yep. Yeah. Six right. o'clock on a Friday. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, because it was so, it was dark when he showed up. Yeah, so yeah, at this point it is dark. 
So let's call, let's say they got there by six thirty and they made good time through the traffic, right? Yeah. And so like that's maybe at best. They get there, and then they're going through the clubs. And I mean, but those types of those types of crowds aren't in clubs yeah. laterally. No, 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 no. Well, and you got to think. I'm sure that they had to wait outside to get in and stuff as well for that one. Right. Right. So by the time they've waited outside and got in and all that jazz, call it eight o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it, I I also oh well well no they I was gonna say I like to think that. Uh, uh, Michael made Dwight stop somewhere to eat. Yeah. Or something. Uh, like something very, very basic along the lines of his favorite New York slice. But he tries to, but he tries to order, uh, he tries to food. order yeah. chicken fingers. Yeah. And a, Midori, a Midori sour, Midori I think. Sour, yeah. yeah. And yeah, chicken yeah. fingers, like, we don't have food. It's like, then I will just have a cup of olives and, and a cup, cup of maraschino, maraschino cherries. cherries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, how long? How long were they there? And then did he call in the first club or the second club? First club, I think. Because isn't it after the uh, the uh, small pet grooming girl? The so you wash dogs for a living. That's one aspect of small pet grooming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're right. And so it, it's he. So he's talking to his mom, and he needs this confirmation. What is this relationship with his mom? It's just like he just ne- has never grown out of it. Yeah, for sure. He needs uh, he needs to be told that he's still special and that there's still a girl out there for him, and he needs the encouragement and <laughs> all that jazz. Which I'm sure it doesn't it doesn't help by the time they get to the second club, and Dwight just has these like tall, beautiful women throwing themselves at him. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and uh, Michael's like. That shake anybody's confidence. He's talking to he's talking to the girl who doesn't know what Back to the Future is, and he's talking to the one girl who's like, ter- "Oh no, I'm getting Steve Carell in a bar mixed around with Crazy Stupid Love." I oh, was yeah. thinking he's talking to that girl at the bar who then like he's talking and she's turned around and like talking back to her friends, but that's Crazy yeah. Stupid Love. That's uh, different Steve Carell in a no, different bar. This is how <laughs> always telling me you work in finance. Ryan says always I'm a bank teller. I'm a bank teller. So yeah. <laughs> Good episode. It's a good episode, man. But then, yeah, you have all the you have all the stuff going on back at the office mm-hmm. with all the them getting locked in and stuff with the uh, yeah. So there's some pretty excellent moments there. It's it's kind of a bottle episode for them at that point. You kind of you do like, kind of realize the extreme because they're trapped in that little room or gives you a little bit of insight lot. into how people really feel about you know Jim and Pam or like you know yeah. they're not as they're not the iconic or ideal couple that everybody. That that the audience kind of thinks. Show of hands, who thinks we're a better couple than Jim and Pam? Ellis. Ellis. They make all the yeah. mistakes. No, yeah. it's a good episode, man. I, I do they like call Night Hank out. like three times, and he still hasn't left yet. I'm trying to put on my, my damn socks on. Yeah. <laughs> you stop calling me. I can put on my damn socks. Damn socks. I love Hank. Son of a <laughs> bitch. I love when <laughs> Jim calls him. Please don't be home. Please don't be home. Please don't be home. Hank. Hello, Hank. Hank. Uh, how are you, buddy? Well, all right. Well, what's number four? Number four is uh, the injury. The injury is a good one. Yes. Michael Scott burns his foot on a plate uh, or on a George Foreman grill, mm-hmm. trying to make some bacon. Yes. Michael is an absolute child menace to the rest of the office for the remainder of the day. Ryan. 
right? Scraping the, his, the his crutch, crutch across just the through blinds. the metal blinds. <laughs> Noise. Uh, so, once again, the super fan version. Yeah. So good. Uh, there's a, I mean, it's more of Michael's, uh, you know, when he's sick and so certain people are taking hair, care of him. At one point, he's like, there was vomit in Dwight's car and I got vomit all over my hands. And <laughs> Pam's like, have you washed your hands yet? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, you know, um, and Oscar is the one that gives him the idea for the butter on the foot. Oh God. So, so that got deleted. So, but in the extended, he's like, you need to put butter on it. And Michael's response, because he didn't know butter is good for burns, which yeah. I didn't know that either. But yeah. uh, he's just like, he's like, I don't need any butter. It was a nonstick grill. It's a nonstick <laughs> grill. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> oh. uh, and okay, so then and then here's my favorite part. And I never really caught it. And I did I did some math here. So he sends uh, Ryan out for the three whole rotisserie chickens worth of all dark, dark meat. meat. Yep. Yep. From and all Boston the sides. Market. And he's upset about the sides. He also sends Ryan to the movie store to rent him some movies. Yeah. Do you guys remember this? What were the movies? So he wants to do a Jodie Foster afternoon. Oh, my God. So the movies he tells them that he wants him to rent so that he can watch it while in the office yeah. is Panic Room, Maverick, Nell, Somersby, is that me saying that right? I've never seen that movie. Oh, Summersby, Summerbees. I don't know. It's spelled weird. Yeah. The Accused and Little Man Tate. Okay. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five, six movies. Jeez, Jesus. I looked up the times on these movies. Oh, cripes. <laughs> Panic Room is an hour and fifty-two minutes long. <laughs> Featuring Maverick fun is two fact, hours crazy, and 11 minutes long. Crazy Nell is uh, one hour, story. 53 minutes long. Uh, Summersby is an hour and 52 minutes long. The Accused is an hour and 50 minutes long. And Little Man Tate is an hour and 39 minutes. Oh my God. Total Jesus time, H. just under 12 hours of movies. Oh my he requested. <laughs> so it's so slightly more than he did. Yeah. So he's taking these home. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jody Foster it's, afternoon. And he's calling it Jody Foster Afternoon, and he has 12 hours. It's because he probably movie. skips to his favorite parts of the movies. Oh, I bet you're right. And then and then pulls them out and then goes to the next one. Come okay. on. That's Michael. No, it's Michael being stupid. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You get some you get some incredible interactions with Ryan throughout that entire episode, obviously. Yeah. As Michael is trying to get Ryan to just be like his errand boy. Uh, and he's like, you get one of our favorite lines, which is that, no, the gas station in Carbondale did not have did fresh not yams. Have fresh yams. The shock in his voice. <laughs> did not have fresh yams. He crushes up, what is it, Tylenol? And puts it in his, puts it up, in his pudding. I crushed up three extra strength Tylenol and mixed it into his pudding. I'll do the same thing for my dog. It's heartworm medication. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding episode. What a great episode. I love the the glimpse of his foot with the grill marks. Yeah. So good. And is this where we confirm that he has six toes on that foot? What? Didn't we confirm this? There was a picture. Was it photoshopped? There's a picture. What are you talking about? There's a picture. Pull it up. I swear to God. I swear to God. Wrong. I Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, Jamie, hey Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Jamie, pull that up. 
Oh my god! Is Throw it that, on the big TV, Jamie. Is that him? Oh my god! Is that six toes? Oh my god! Wow! Crossover to anybody who doesn't listen to Joe Rogan experience. That's fine. That's basically, that's basically yeah, that's most it. of what it is. Yeah. Um. Wow. Oh my god! <laughs> He's a monster. Absolute, <laughs> absolute monster. Uh, he has normal toes. I'm. I'm, I'm looking this. at the photo. Looking at the photo, I can see the reflection of the photo in BJ's glasses on the enormous TV next to us. Shabam! Come on, I know that oh. this was a thing. I think you're imagining this. I think this is a Berenstein Berenstein Bears thing. Berenstein Mandela effect. Effect. I did find a picture of a guy with a face tattoo of Michael's foot on his face also. Boy, so that's, that's really cool. upsetting that, for a lot of reasons. That is a it is a really unfortunate bet that he lost. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine, fine. Yep. We'll just, then fine. I thought we had it. Never mind. Anyways, whatever, guys. You've proved me, you've, you've got me on that one. Thought it was trying to be exciting. Fine. We got the injury. Yep. Is there any other notes that you guys have on the injury? I just, that led to one of my favorite fan theories that we ever got, which was my brother calling in in our early days. I think that was, yes. God, he sent that into us in our, what, like second or third episode. Yeah. The math on the bacon would yeah. equal would out Would it have paid yeah. for Scott's tots? That was right. a really fun one. Yes. It would not have paid for it, but it would have been enough to buy them all laptops. It would have been and enough it, to buy them laptops did, or one of them a tuition, like, for yeah. like some yeah. amount of We time. did the math. It was enough for like a laptop and like a $500 scholarship for each kid, which yeah. is yeah. significant. Yeah. Absolutely. That was also our very first episode, which was our first episodes. That was my very first episode I ever watched. Wow. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yep. the, yes. Wonderful. And I was it, it was uh, both confusing and hilarious enough to to grip me because it, anyway it doesn't matter but <laughs> the the pan Pam thing I thought Pam's name was Pan when I first started oh watching yeah the show. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah we forgot about Dwight having like having the, the injury yeah. and I think I think we also talked about whether or not the injury was actually referring to Michael or Dwight yeah Dwight and we, we decided we were... that the the name of the episode with the injury was actually referring to Dwight referring to Dwight because Dwight's the main because Dwight's the main character and Dwight's the main character which at that time we didn't know yet <laughs> I do love concussion Dwight. And I love uh, Billy coming in and doing the speaking engagement. Yes. Um, yep. Michael, let me just stop you right there and, and leave. leave. <laughs> <laughs> you are so brave. Oh, Thank not, you. Not Michael, the moon face kid. <laughs> not Michael, the moon face kid who ran his, <laughs> ran his car into the pole. Looks like he's got a concussion. <laughs> Rest so in good. peace. Rest Outstanding. R.I.P., man. R.I.P., yeah, Billy sad. Merchant. Uh, wonderful episode. God, I, now I want to rewatch that one just again. Uh, watch the extended cut. It's so good. I will watch it again. Watch it last sure. night. Goodbye. Uh, Next. What do you got Goodbye, going on? Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Yeah. That's yep. right. Okay. Goodbye, what do you got? Toby. touched on this Tell one us. pretty good during the two-parters. We but... have. We've talked about, we'll actually have talked about a couple of these pretty good here, but I would sure. still love to relive them. No, no, no. Could. There's that's a reason they're do. included in other episodes Correct. in top because they're so good. Correct. And that's totally fine. Goodbye, Toby. Fantastic send off. Yeah. For Toby, at least in that season. Yeah. You get the introduction of Holly, very, very important character later on. Um, you get the start of the storyline of pregnant Jan. You get right. you get uh Jim's planned proposal and 
Andy's subsequent bogarting of that proposal moment. <laughs> I said Just okay. One of the more <laughs> one of the more frustrating moments in the entire series. Oh. Um, and uh, you also get one of the greatest sound bites uh, from the show. Yeah, which is Daryl's keyboard going over and him yelling "Damn it!" Yes, and uh, I wish we it. could just have that as a stinger. I, on our board. I want it right. We now. reference it enough. Uh, Billy Eilish's mom is in that episode. Uh, yeah. yeah, Taylor Swift's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we edit that out? Or people don't no, forget. Like an idiot forever forget. stamped in. Uh, uh, oh, it's in there. <laughs> I just it's go piss my pants again, Evan. People don't forget. People don't forget. People don't forget. Um, no, but it's a it's a great episode. Very funny. Lots of good stuff. Um, you get Michael bringing Hank to walk Toby out at the end is hysterical. It's policy. It's corporate policy. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. The alarm going off on the watch that Michael gave the watch. him. Oh, yep. You man. get the exit interview, which is incredible. You of all the idiots and all the idiot all the, <laughs> and all the village, you stand alone, my friend. Just see the look on his face as he's like, "Here we go, here it is, it's happening." Oh, it's so good. It's just to watch him and to watch Pam just kind of play him again, like with Holly in the room, is also yeah. just another great moment of that. Because surely, surely Jim has talked to Pam at this point about Michael being deeply in love with Holly after only a few moments. Oh, of course. And don't um, call me Shirley. And so Jim... <laughs> man, dang it. <laughs> nice. And so Pam is well aware of it and knows her ability as puppet master in that moment. Yes. Yeah. It's important. It's pretty excellent. I enjoy that a lot. Um, I I really do I really do like Goodbye, Toby. I think it is a great two-parter. I think we, you like you say... This kind of falls in line with uh, one of my favorites when we get to my top five of, of how it how it is a it's a catalyst episode I would call it yeah you know uh, we get introduction to really important characters really Very important, important storylines and plot lines and plot points and, and I think it is a really really solid episode on that for sure so heck yeah goodbye Toby goodbye Toby it's been it's nice been nice hope you hope find, you find your, your paradise paradise, paradise. <laughs> yep oh. But from there, we go to a uh, little more upbeat moment, which number, would be... Number two, right? Number two. Number two. Is, uh, we've teased it for a while. We said we're going to talk about it later, but we're just going to talk about it now, and we'll touch on it again later in the year. But we're going to finally dive into Benihana Christmas. That's a oh. Benihana Christmas. Benihana Christmas. Is um, so good. Also a two-parter. Yep. Um, also, I'll tell you the top three of these are all the two parters. Okay, there you go. I, Benny on a Christmas, I, I think we've all agreed uh, collectively is our is a favorite uh, Christmas episode. Oh, not yes. just even from The Office, but of just Period. of just t- television in general. Yeah, um, you get some of the greatest, some amazing jokes that I think are and are even glossed over uh, in the especially in the uh, regular original cut that the producers even talked about or like the writers even talked about and that was that was the waitresses that they brought back and how they were different from the waitresses that were actually waiting on them at the restaurant yes and they got them mixed up and i believe correct me if i'm wrong because i haven't watched this super fan episode um all the way through correct me if i'm wrong when they leave in the super fan episodes don't you see the other two girls waiting to see them or to, to like get picked oh, up. I don't know if I. 
I don't remember. I haven't watched the super yeah. fan one in a minute. They basically, it was the joke that was a joke that they wanted to do. They bring back the wrong waitresses to the party, yeah. right? But it didn't land. They talk about how it didn't land. Uh, I think they even mention it in uh, in like the office ladies. Um, but the joke just didn't quite land for people. Oh, and it's I, I kind think of it's even very funny. Oh yeah, it, it, but there was just a point where it just just glossed over, and we just forgot about it. Which yeah. I don't know what that says I don't about think the general the public normal watcher noticed exactly yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah i pointed and out that every was, time we every time i watch it with somebody who hasn't really watched a lot of the office yeah i'll point out like so notice the waitresses that they've got here are different than the waitresses at the restaurant yes. and it always gets a pretty solid laugh after about a second of them pausing to consider oh those are completely different people god and then they mark the arm, and then michael marks and then michael the marks the arm of the girl that he brought back so that he can keep track of who's who Ugh. Just rough. You know, like <laughs> how they say it, this show just wouldn't work nowadays. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no like way. It's the shit <laughs> like no this. No way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you do get one of the, uh, you do get one of the censored fucks uh, as Michael is coming in on his bike slowly and runs it into the wall yeah. at the beginning of the, the episode. with house of Fuck. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's so uh, good. Creed uh, comes me, in, steals a toy out of the toy donation box. And a Merry Christmas to you. I think you're you. supposed to leave a toy and a Merry Christmas to you. I think you <laughs> I think you get a lot of great points from just uh, the the ensemble cast rather yeah. than focusing in on just a couple. You, you know? get uh maybe the worst characters in the entire series, which is the Benihana <sighs> couple. Who refused yes. to move over to let Dwight we, sit with his? Can group? we talk about this for a minute? Of course I know. We can. I know we've talked about it at one of point or another. Of course we can. It's oh, go ahead, AJ. I just want to say it, it. Like there are so many reasons why this shouldn't have happened in the world, but you know that somebody in, that is out there that would have would have done this. Yeah. They would have. They would have died on that hill. Yeah, because they want those. They want section. those front seats. They want the middle of the grill. They don't yeah. want the corner seat. Yeah. Right. They want front and center. For the the hibachi show, yeah, they wouldn't even have been on the full corner either. Like and if this been is, just yeah, you're right, one over, they'd been one over. Yeah, and if this is if this is a date, what a what a crappy time for a date. Yeah, it's a, what middle is this, of a the day, day date, like middle during of the, the day work on day? a weekday. Yeah, come on, thought I'd and you're going show and you're going to Benny Hanna. Like it's not like it's not like you guys did like a quick little spur of the moment like oh you're on lunch for work and I'm on lunch for work let's meet up yeah. for lunch. Benny Hanna's an ordeal. Yeah, you're you, gonna be there for a minute. You don't go there for yeah. a quick lunch. Yeah, come on. It's a sh- it's a dinner and a show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. No. It's uh, it's food art. Benny Hanna, much classier. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that we're couple going to Asian Hooters. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then you get Ryan listing off all the reasons why he can't come. Oh, I know. And yeah. then, and then Jim is like, "Thanks for taking all the excuses, man." He goes yeah. through. He's like, "Just take three yesterday. Grandpa died in World War II. He's like, World "Get two. your." What does he say? He's, he's like, "Welcome back, Albert." He's like, "He's like, get it together, Albert. Welcome back. Welcome back." It's like, uh, I, you know, it, it's a, it's a really, it is a really, really good, um, just, it, it's a master class in, I think, what you mentioned, BJ. It would never work today. Oh yeah, no, no. way. And here, let, let me throw this out there because yep. that what you just said is probably something that not a lot of people have thought about. But what an offensive joke 
the grandpa died in World War Two. I think it's granddad is. fought in World War Two for what okay. it's worth. No, I think it's granddad died in World War Two. He's referring that his granddad died in Japan <sighs> fighting the and Japanese. That's why he can't eat Japanese Japanese food. food. Uh, Japanese. That is oh, so offensive. No. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody uh, thinks about it like that. That joke should be canceled. That <laughs> yeah. that's a rough joke. <laughs> that you're right. Oh, just ate there last week. Dogs got the. Fl- I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, I don't. Uh, we we've got the worst couple in history on the show. The worst characters. We've got some amazingly jo- amazing jokes. Some amazingly offensive jokes. Yeah, and- Michael and Andy serenading John Mayer's "Your Body Is a Wonderland" as Michael realizes yeah. he doesn't know which waitress Your is his hands. girlfriend. Shoot! And they- I can't believe I gave her my bike. And you get the heartfelt <laughs> moment there. It's like, yeah. and Michael, Michael realizing that he had a rebound is like as a, like almost like a pride point. Yeah, is also very funny. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, I just rebounded. I am a ladies' man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Someone else, of, someone oh, else shot, and I man. scored. And I scored. No, yeah. didn't score, but <laughs> you know, yeah, that's good. Nagasaki can't Nagasaki gloss over that. Bomb. Nagasaki bombs. A lot of places won't do another super offensive another, joke because eggnog is seasonal. A lot of places seasonal. won't do it for you because eggnog is seasonal. And it's like not because it's called a Nagasaki bomb at a Japanese restaurant. Maybe because it's incredibly offensive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going into a it's like going into a bar in Dublin and ordering an Irish car bomb. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the same ugh. dang thing. Yeah, not good. Not good. Well, if that was your number two, I'm very excited to hear about your number one. Then the number one, if you've been paying attention in past episodes, specifically our uh, best two parters, you'll know what's coming. Yeah, and it's because BJ and I had a hard fought battle over it. And stress relief is my number one. Yeah, who won that battle? Uh, you got to use it for that. <laughs> All right, we're just we're over here horse trading for episodes. But <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, I don't I, it, like it's the perfect episode of The Office for me. Like if you combine the two of them back to back, it's the perfect episode. It's the most approachable. Because it was designed to be the most approachable. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about, it was it was after the Super Bowl. It's the highest viewership numbers that they had. They had to have something quick. They had to have something exciting, very funny to bring people in right away. It had to be kind of a self-contained story so that people could watch it, get into the show, and then jump in in the middle of whatever it is, season four. Right. So they have to be able to do that. Like it's It's the perfect Office episode for me. It's incredibly funny. You get um, some of the best moments of television with the CPR scene. Oh, God. You get the cold open the of cold open, setting the fire. The cold open, it is, I think, which, okay, so this, is, and this might be, if you finish your no, go ahead. pride points of this episode, because I have, <laughs> I, I do need to, I need to say something, but I want you to finish what you're, like, the other bullet points. I think it's just it's excellently executed. Like we can we can dig in a little bit more, but you get the roast, which is one of those ones like there's moments in this episode that if you didn't watch The Office, you're still somebody who probably knows about these references, right? Sure. Cuz you see the coffee mugs with the boom roasted and the list of all those that are on like Etsy. You see the you see the Dwight with the face cut off the dummy and the CPR like you see the Andy with the fire is shooting at us the save bandit T-shirts like if you've never watched The Office 
and you've seen people make office references, these are probably them. Right. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. The funny the the weird thing about this is that there's something about stress relief about this because again, two parter episode. There's something about this for some reason that I don't know if it will ever make it into a top five for me. And I don't mean that in like in a bad way. There's something about it like I I don't know that I can just get to this episode, like just fall into it and just be okay with it. Like, uh, how can I explain this? I, and how, it, can my, I explain how can I explain it? How can I explain it? The dandies. Just a number and how you never have to know. Uh, card. Card. Go ahead. Uh, I just think it maybe it's because of like the anxiety trip that it just starts you with, with this cold oh, open, which yeah. I do believe is maybe pinnacle cold open of the entire show. Yeah. I do believe that. However, there's something like I, I just can't jump into the episode. It's too much of an investment, <laughs> but I would be, I'm always happy to watch that cold open. Yeah. And I also love the moments directly after that when it's just, Michael and Dwight sitting in the boardroom with David Wallace and Kendall. Yes. And the and comedic timing of them cutting to them in the boardroom for the second the time. The second time. Yeah. After yeah. Dwight Genius. does the. So you have to is cut the face off. Perfect. The <laughs> Just and, flash over and you're like, God damn it. They're in New York again. <laughs> and then thir- uh, I think, I think David Wallace says, uh, he says, he saw something like it was the, the, the dummy costs thirty five hundred dollars, and Michael says something like five thousand three hundred dollars for a for dummy. A dummy. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many just like glanced over lines in this. It's like it's like Dwight. We are not mad. We're just disappointed. No, we are mad. I am not a mind reader, David. And but I we are going to let this slide. No, no we, we are, are not. not. <laughs> That's right. I am not a mind yes, reader, David. Man. The moment that he goes up to that window, I can't tell you how many times. In a given week, I will walk up to a window, <laughs> put my leg up on something, and say, oh, "This city," <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> just like the just the quick pan over to David and Kendall, they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Why is he sc- scoot down, scoot, shove down, scoot, shove down, shove down, shove down, shove down. Thank you, Kendall. Like Ugh, with his hands. <laughs> It is like, it, not on this side of the table. <laughs> BJ, what about you? Like, what what is about stress relief? Because I know you fought kind of tooth and nail for this episode at one point. Well, it's everything you guys talked about. I think, I mean, to me, this is almost like, oh, the the uh, the opening scene is a standalone bit, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I think you could you could take that anywhere to anyone on the planet who's not seen The Office and say, here's 45 seconds of TV comedy. Yeah. What do you think? And everyone's going to think it's awesome because yeah. it's exactly what it was designed to do. Like yep. it's purpose yep. built for that. That moment was. Yep. And the, the purpose was it's supposed to start immediately after the Super Bowl and keep people watching that same channel yeah. and not uh, changing the channel. Yep. And and I've, obviously it worked. And then the, the the roast at the end is one of my favorite scenes. Um, you know, like the him getting roasted, but then him coming back and roasting the audience. I mean that that whole combination but in the extended cut i mean you just watch everybody get after him is i mean it's it's just like you don't feel i don't know about you guys but like i don't feel bad for michael no i don't either 
No. I don't. No, he brings and, it on himself. And he gave everybody the, the go-ahead for it. Like, he didn't just say, like, hey, this is fine. He encouraged them, like, hey, really, really get after it. Yeah. And, you know, at the end when he talks, it's like that was his moment where that he could have got up there. He could have made fun of himself. Yeah. And he could have made everybody laugh because then everybody would have been laughing with him. Yeah. If he was making fun of himself. And... And then he, you know, turns and goes, but then he circles back and he, and he redeems himself with yeah. the, with the, with the final boom roasted. But that, that episode, I mean, two parts, whatever, watching back to back, call it start to finish is you never get, you never get lost. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You never get lost. It's something about that episode. I, I'm always happy to, I'm, I'll, I will watch it if it is on. Or when it comes through, like watching it through a ser- like a series of episodes, like I've just got it on in the background. I love yeah. it, but man, oh man, it is just like all the episodes or all of the time spent in that conference room of yeah. everybody in those conference rooms together is just for some reason it's too much for me. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like Stanley or something in that. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But those are those are my top five. I love that man. Those are it's a great Good. list. Solid, solid. Top there's five. a there's one more that. I know we had a little bit of overlap on that we'll talk about in later one of the other hosts ones, but that one is, I think, would probably find a place on pretty much any fans Most list. Most of us, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we'll do. We did this on purpose, guys. We just wanted to make sure we weren't going to be doing any uh, major overlapping, yep. that we could bring you 15 total episodes that you should revisit on the uh, on the super fan episodes especially. Uh, get that extra content out of it. Uh, we talked about super fan episodes a ton, um, and how much how much it just gives us so much more of this show that we love. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, make sure you guys check that stuff out, guys. Any final closing remarks for Nicholas's top five? Nope. Thanks for letting well me share. Well done, them. Nick. It's a well done thing. <laughs> Solid. I think it's important now. I can't wait to hear you guys's. I'm excited for it. I think I'm also excited for Office Olympics. Hey, oh, my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. I think BJ just like kind of waits to just bides his time now so he can do Office yep. Olympics for us. Yep. <laughs> I just sit back. I'm like, he's like, I don't even guys. care what the topic like, is anymore. This is like, whatever. He's like, I'm just ready to go. I, yep. So, Office Olympics. This is the game where I'm, or this is the part of the show where I make up a game and I make AJ and Nick play it. So basically, I say jump and they say, On who? On who? And I say dance and they say, How high? high. Hey, all right. We're getting there. Today's game is. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Today's game is Bust a Rhyme. Oh, okay. Bust a Rhyme. I have I have some uh, we'll call them office uh, tr- trigger words okay. if you will, and you, I'm gonna start. I'll say the word, and then you're gonna take turns getting who gets to start. So I let AJ start last week, so Nick will be able to start this week with the first one. Um, I have five all said and done, okay. and I'll, I'll say the word. So then Nick will will do a word that rhymes with it. Does not have to be office related. That'll be too tough. Okay, and you guys will go back and forth with rhyming words as quick as possible. Here's the deal with this one. No long pauses. No this long pauses. No dead air. Okay. And and if you throw out a word that is uh I if it's urban dictionary dictionary real, I will allow it. Okay. If it's slang, I will allow it. But if it's just 
garbage yeah. or you're just saying a word wrong, I will not allow it. What's yeah. our What's our max pause? Because we have a running stopwatch we can see. Yeah. So that we keep track uh, of time. For you know, episode. five I'm seconds. Calling, five seconds. Uh, a soft couple seconds. Okay. No, Got not it. five seconds. I'm no saying long, three seconds, seconds. Then everyone just okay. be quiet for five seconds. Saying okay. three seconds. That's an incredibly long amount of time. Yeah, it's that was too only long. Like three. See, it's yeah, too that long. That was only three. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first the first word to rhyme is, and Nick will start after I say it, is Jim. Uh Jim. Rim? Wim. Trim. Shim. Brim. Lim. Uh, fuck. Nope. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Nick. Fuck does not rhyme with that. <laughs> oh, no. That's a bummer. <laughs> it's, I want right. you people to know out there, it's so much harder than it seems when all of the pressure is on. <laughs> all right. One point, AJ. I know, I know you're sitting in your cars and you're sitting in your cubicles and you're sitting there and you're judging us. And you're saying this is so easy. Uh-huh. How can they shit the bed on that? Uh-huh. You do it. You do it. <laughs> okay. You have you have this beautiful this beautiful fiery haired raven staring you down no. through the TV here <laughs> with a microphone in saying, your face. Yeah, saying no. don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. AJ starts. Next word is Pam. Jam. Lamb. Cram. Uh, pram. Bam. Tram. Damn. Slam. Cam. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Right. Damn is one. Damn is one. I said it. You said damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick starts. This one's going to be a little tougher. Scranton. What? All you got to do is end on a ton, dude. Come on. Scranton. Scranton. But you've got to end on Anton for it to rhyme. There's there's one that You're just you're just buying you're just you're just I don't stalling now. I don't know. Start with AJ. Give him the give him the heads up on this one. That's fine. All right, go ahead. I'll take the second pick. Scranton. Blanton. Yep. Are you joking? Are you kidding right now? (laughs) Planton. They're planting stuff out and about yeah, in your garden. That works close enough. Uh, uh, Hampton. There that doesn't rhyme. It does it's close enough? Oh, this, this is, is horseshoe and grenades, brother. That's right, Daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Canton. Man, I'm good. I hate him so much. We'll throw that out, Nick. You can start this one again. Ready? Okay. Desk. Uh, God, I don't. It's so hard. When the clock <laughs> that, is ticking in front of me. That's a, a hard one too. Talk. You have to. Yeah, you look away from the clock. Don't look at the clock. Desk. I don't know. That's. A, I mean, that is a tough one. Do you have one? Okay, one more. Next, start this one. Ready? Okay. Phone. Tone. Hone. Prone. Drone. Crone. Cone. Stone. Bone. 
I fuck. I don't know. Lone. Oh, God. Lone Ranger. Which is AJ's operating on this. <laughs> Xylo- it can't rhyme xylophone with phone. Why not? I would have allowed it. I would have allowed, it. I would have allowed cell phone. We, you know what? We fly by the seat of our pants with a lot of these rules, <laughs> and that's fine. I the just winner sit, of today's office I just sit here and AJ. take it. Week after week, I sit here and I just take the abuse in the office Olympics. Didn't you win last week, or am I remembering wrong? No, that's right. That's fair. Yeah, good. I'm going to take that board away. I try to do something fun or exciting. You make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. I'm going to take that soundboard away from you. <laughs> the entire soundbite. Just let it run. Oh, so much fun. Oh, uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fun during that one, BJ. That was that was the most fun I think I have had <laughs> on Office Olympics BJ's in a long Office time. Olympics are the abusive relationship I never had. He just keeps hurting me, and I just keep coming back because he makes it feel like it's my fault. Yep. <laughs> Wait, you said that you never had? All right. Oh, oh, oh. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cut this episode. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, hey, thank you all so much for joining us on Scotch and Splenda. That was Office Olympics. That was Nick Nick's top five Office episodes. We will be back next week. We're going to be tackling. Uh, are we going to tackle mine or are we going to give a little bit of a break in between? I think we're doing yours next week, aren't we? We'll just do mine next week. How about that? Uh, I think you know what I think this will be a, a fun little series. We're gonna we're gonna t- jump into my top five shortly after. We'll do BJ. Maybe we'll get a soft side in there too, and a nice little lazy Scranton for you. But we will be coming back with more top five episodes for you. We really do appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you're dropping a five star review where you can, leaving us a fan theory, and by all means, check us out on social media. Scotch Splenda at Scotch Splenda anywhere on social media, uh, so you can see all the good hard work that BJ is putting in. Uh, I think that's it, guys. Other than, oh, the voicemail, of course. Duh. Make sure you guys leave us a voicemail. If uh, you feel like this is a one-sided office Olympics, you better call in and let us know. Uh, and and you know, tell maybe, me all the things that rhyme with desk. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> tell oh, me, tell me, I literally can't. one other word on the planet that rhymes with Scranton, other than Blanton. I I can't wait for that phone call. Somebody, please call in and give us that. We'll wait eagerly for that phone call on our next episode of Scotch and Splenda. Until next time, we will catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Goodbye.